This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the 29th Sunday in Ordinary Time A reading from the book of Exodus. In those days Amalek came and waged war against Israel. Moses, therefore, said to Joshua, Pick out certain men, and tomorrow go out and engage Amalek in battle. I will be standing on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hand. So Joshua did as Moses told him. He engaged Amalek in battle after Moses had climbed to the top of the hill with Aaron and Hur. As long as Moses kept his hands raised up, Israel had the better of the fight. But when he let his hands rest, Amalek had the better of the fight. Moses' hands, however, grew tired, so they put a rock in place for him to sit on. Meanwhile, Aaron and Hur supported his hands, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady until sunset. And Joshua mowed down Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The responsorial psalm. Our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I lift up my eyes toward the mountains. Whence shall my help come to me? My help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. May he not suffer your foot to slip. May he slumber not who guards you. Indeed, he neither slumbers nor sleeps, the guardian of Israel. Our help is from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. The Lord is your guardian. The Lord is your shade. He is beside you at your right hand. The sun shall not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. Our help is from the Lord, who made heaven and earth. The Lord will guard you from all evil. He will guard your life. The Lord will guard your coming and your going, both now and forever. Our help is from the Lord who made heaven and earth. A reading from the second letter of St. Paul to Timothy. Beloved, remain faithful to what you have learned and believed because you know from whom you learned it and that from infancy you have known the sacred scriptures which are capable of giving you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, for correction, and for training in righteousness, so that one who belongs to God may be competent, equipped for every good work. I charge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and his kingly power. Proclaim the word. Be persistent whether it is convenient or inconvenient. Convince, reprimand, 
encourage through all patience and teaching. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. He said, There was a judge in a certain town who neither feared God nor respected any human being. And a widow in that town used to come to him and say, Render a just decision for me against my adversary. For a long time the judge was unwilling, but eventually he thought, While it is true that I neither fear God nor respect any human being, because this widow keeps bothering me, I shall deliver a just decision for her, lest she finally come and strike me. The Lord said, Pay attention to what the dishonest judge says. Will not God then secure the rights of his chosen ones who call out to him day and night? Will he be slow to answer them? I tell you, he will see to it that justice is done for them speedily. But when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, Kevin, today in our readings, we're going to hear a lot about persistence in prayer. That is our theme. And I want to start out talking a little bit about this. You know, sometimes we may be tempted to think about prayer as a kind of like a special request line. And that if we beg and plead and cry, you know, we're going to eventually wear down, wear God down and he will give in. But that's a very shallow understanding of what prayer really is. And it seems to suggest that if we keep at it, eventually we will convince God to do what we want. But in reality, persistence in prayer does not change God. It changes us. When we develop a habit of going to God in prayer with our joys, our sorrows, our works, and our sufferings of each day, we develop a familiar dialogue with Him. As we pour our hearts out to Him in confidence that He hears us, we must also learn how to hear Him, how to recognize His interactions and promptings in our daily lives, Persistence in prayer helps us grow in a relationship of faith and trust in God. Of course, God intervenes in miraculous ways, but that intervention is not something that we can control or manipulate. Our job is to prepare our hearts and our minds so that we are completely at the disposal of God's will whenever and however He chooses to intervene. And this persistence in prayer also affects how we pray. We learn to leave the outcome up to God, and prayer becomes more than just plugging nickels into a vending machine and expecting a treat to fall into our laps. We pray bigger. We pray better. We become dependent on prayer to nurture us and to sustain us every day. And how important we need to take that persistent prayer that you're talking about and also intercede for others. This intercession, I think, is so important. And of course, that's what we see in our our first reading today. I wanted to share a few ideas and thoughts from a Father Surgat, uh, who's a Dominican priest. And, you know, he starts at just the secular level, right? And we talk about interceding. So, you know, the dictionary talks about how interceding is really to intervene between parties with a view to just reconcile differences. And you see that in our secular world. You see health advocates speaking uh, on behalf of their patients. Uh, Parents, I need intercede there as well, right? We speak out on behalf of our children. So intercession is, is a very common thing that we do in our society, and it's for the good of the other, other person. And of course, with the Jewish faith, with our Catholic faith, intercession works in a similar way. God's people have often needed intercessors <laughs> to speak out on their behalf, 
when they couldn't help themselves. Um, and, you know, so you think about this long line of great Jewish leaders, Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and Moses that we see today. All of them were mediators between God and his people. Now, of course, we recognize as Christians there is one unique intercessor that stands alone, Jesus Christ. He is our one mediator. But we need to remember that we can also ask others to pray for us because a lot of times our Protestant brothers and sisters kind of challenge us. Hey, if, if God's all that we need, if Jesus is all that we need, why do we look to anyone else? And yet we see again with the prophets and with the Jewish faith and even in society how important it is to have someone else pray for you. And it was and, a common practice, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. even as a common practice between all Christians, say, right. would you please pray for me? You're yes. asking someone to intercede for you yeah. and how natural and how good that really is. So perhaps the key point here is not when people make petitions to God um, that the Lord responds in a certain way he chooses. He, he decides how he wants to respond, whether or not it's through an ambassador or an intercessor. And of course, we as Catholics have the great intercessory prayer, the Hail Mary, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. And of course, Lumen Gentium states this, Mary's function as mother in no way obscures or diminishes the unique mediation of Christ, but rather shows his power. So finally, let us make sure that we pray for one another. Intercede, but leave the decision and the outcome ultimately to God and how important that is. And, and we see intercession here in our first reading. Moses, of course, is interceding for his people in battle by having his hands outstretched. Well, this is the interesting part here, and I guess I didn't really notice this till just as we were preparing this, was, well, not only was he interceding for the people, well, Aaron and her supported Moses' hands, and he was they were interceding for him. So we have this, this wonderful uh, support, this multiple levels of intercession support in this first reading today. Exactly. They saw what was happening, and they came to assist Moses, and they physically supported his arms to keep them raised right until, they, until Israel won the war. And we, the laity, we also have an obligation. It was conferred upon us through our baptism and our confirmation that calls us to willingly and courageously assist in the church's mission to bring the message of redemption and salvation to the world. And this should include assisting the ordained clergy in accomplishing this mission of the church as we are able. There are a lot of ways that parishioners can help their parish priests. So look for volunteer opportunities in your own parish. Participate in parish missions and other parish functions. And don't overlook the importance of prayer. We need to always pray for our Holy Father and bishops and priests throughout the world. Yeah, and, and you bring up really a very important point is, is this intercession is not always just prayer. We're sometimes putting our faith into work by helping people yeah. physically and manually. Yeah, very good point on that. And and. I think ultimately all of this intercession needs to be well grounded in the fullness of Christ's faith in the Catholic Church today. And that's what we see in 2 Timothy here. It says, remain faithful to what you have learned and believed. In this case, the Jews, much like Catholics, you know, we've learned from written scripture, we've learned from oral tradition, and how important that is, and we need to live this faith, whether it's convenient or inconvenient, isn't it, Carla? Exactly, and the inconvenient part would be how the way, the way that uh, Christians are being persecuted uh, in the world today, and it's becoming louder and stronger worldwide, and it's in being encouraged by world leaders. You know, the inconvenient part is uh, being one of those who speaks out against atrocities like abortion and euthanasia. And they're accused of undermining the rights of women. And there are those who challenge moral atrocities. 
such as cohabitation and same-sex unions, and they are labeled as haters. The teachings of the church are based on the law of God, and they can be as changed about as easily as changing the law of gravity, right? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yes. And, and with this persistent prayer, again, once again, the gospel provides us the answer for this persistent prayer. The first sentence here, Jesus told his disciples a parable about the necessity for them to pray always without becoming weary. Well, you know, prayer is just really a raising of one's mind and heart to God or the requesting of good things from God. And and I think that the foundation for all of this prayer has to be humility. It's that thinking of others more. And, and again, as you mentioned so well here, it's not some magic wand. It's not some vending machine. We cannot require to God, God to act in a certain way, but we can pray. We can intercede through not only the prayers, but the work but leave the outcome to God. And and with the prayer, we kind of talk about this, really, I guess, three different expressions of prayer. We have the vocal prayer, we have a meditative prayer, and we have a contemplative prayer. So if we can use all of those in our prayer arsenal, we can then align our thoughts and our words and our actions and align those all to God's glory and the power of that persistent prayer, I really think really shines through with then allowing God to give the glory and allowing him to answer in his time. Oh, well said. Yeah. You know, prayer, you can think of it like it's strength training for the soul. If we want to withstand the pressures of the world that bombard us every day and to withstand the temptation of sin, we need to be equipped with God's grace. And Jesus teaches us that even a godless, unjust judge can be persuaded by persistence. And this should encourage us to remain persistent with our prayer, even when we don't feel like praying or when we don't see that our prayer is helping or changing anything and we're supposed to be the ones that are being changed, right? Jesus promised that persistence in prayer will be rewarded. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.